Welcome back to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I am Chris Witt. With me, as always, is my cousin Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? I'm about 20 pounds heavier than I was when I woke up this morning. How are you? 20 pounds heavier? Yeah, a lot of candy tonight. That's actually pretty impressive. Yep. I'm very impressed with that. Yep. It's all, it all went to my feet. <laughs> to your feet. Wow. Boy, so you got heavy le- heavy legs today. Man, I got to figure this out. I'm going to... I'm gonna try to stand up for this whole show, and I don't know how this is gonna work. You don't have, oh, you don't have to stand up. Just, uh, just I gotta stand the, up, otherwise it looks like I'm just I'm just, just gonna have a t-shirt on. Just do the unveiling. All right, so uh, it's Halloween. We all know it's Halloween. We love Halloween. Halloween is spectacular. Adam and I made a bet. Uh, unfortunately, I lost the bet uh, a couple weeks ago when it came down to the Carolina, or I'm sorry, the Chiefs uh, Bengals game. So. Uh, the Bengals did not cover, so I am going to make good on my promise and my bet. And I, uh, I'm going to be Michael Phelps for the rest of the show. However, <laughs> however, I'm going to keep on. I'm keeping my World Series, my World Series Boston Red Sox hat. Still got the stickers on it, straight from Boston. This was this was bought in Boston. After the World Series. After, after the, the World Series After win. the World Series win, it was bought, and this is going to be, whew. Here we go, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, you get to stare at that the whole day. So, oh. here we go. <laughs> you're, not, you're not really going really to stand up the whole time, right? Well, I'm not going to sit down. I look like a weirdo. <laughs> All right, so here's Because you don't standing up. <laughs> One for the ages. The world, the Boston Red Sox win another World Series. Congratulations. In case you missed it, I lost a bet. So that's the only reason that I'm like this. Just remember that. Oh, my good God. I, I, we both lost this bet. No way, man. I feel like you might have been the winner in this bet. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I'm not sure. You don't think so? Hmm. Could be close. Anyway, all right. So <laughs> let's get into it, man, because we got we got a, a, a crazy packed show today. Let's get into everything we got going on. Uh, we're gonna start things off. So we got we got the World Series is over. Uh, the Red Sox, best team in baseball, did what they're supposed to do and won the World Series. Ah, this is gonna be so much <laughs> I fun. I just want you to keep <laughs> looking forward. It's, just keep looking it's forward. weirder that you're standing up. <laughs> if I sit down, then it looks like I'm doing the show with my shirt off. So at least this way, hopefully you can see that I got a speedo That's on. true. You wouldn't be able to see the speedo. Maybe That's for, the whole point. Maybe for <laughs> I love when you adjust as well. <laughs> it's hard. It's like wearing tidy whities man. This ain't easy. <laughs> uh, just, just the fact that you're standing up looking down on me is just the weirdest that thing. that feel? It feels it feels yeah. weird, but I'm sure you know it does. What? It's <laughs> it's is what it is. All right. So anyway, uh, oh, the good thing for the guys on Facebook though is that you can't really see me too well because I'm covered by the uh, I'm covered up by the words and everybody who is currently no, you aren't. huh no? No, you're, no you're not oh well if you're on the iPad you are anyway Look. oh yeah that looks good all right so here we go let's get into this man so let's start it off so congratulations right. to the Boston Red Sox World Series but we're gonna start off uh, as always we're the nosebleeds Adam. Sick, uh, Adam 44. Adam uh, what Schmidt. is it? At Adam Schmidt 44 on at Twitter. Adam Schmidt 44 on Twitter. I'm at Sick Witted on Twitter. Uh, go on to SoundCloud. 
um, go onto YouTube. We will soon to be on. I didn't tell you this. We were, we are soon to be on iHeartRadio oh, uh, podcast. So that's nice. that's gonna be the next newest the newest jump. Yeah. So congratulations to the nosebleeds. Excellent. And uh, iHeartRadio podcast coming up. So uh, let's get in. Start off. So the the uh, best hair, worst hair in NBA. This uh, is was pretty much a runaway. Dirk Nowitzki got blown out. He did. He got absolutely smoked by Alfred Payton. Alfred Payton. Congratulations, the number one seed, Alfred. Number Payton. one seed, and to be honest, the umbrella. I'm not sure if anybody's going to be able to take this guy down. No. But then we got some good ones coming up. So uh, check on Facebook for round two. Yep, it'll be Jeremy Lin, the number two seed, against Iman Shumpert, the number seven seed. Jeremy Lin is going to be a mashup of pictures, so this could be a lot of fun because he's got some crazy, crazy ones out there. He does. So he's uh, he's got many. All right, so we'll get into that. Um, so it's Halloween, man. It is. As a kid, what was your favorite Halloween costume? I had a bunch of ones that I really, really liked. I was athletes a lot of years, but I'll tell you, I think it's got to be between Pee Wee Herman and Teen Wolf. Pee Wee Herman, that's a good one. Were you? Weren't you? Uh, somebody was. Uh, didn't somebody do the Karate Kid shower one year? One of our cousins or something. I've, I've wanted to be the Karate Kid shower like every year of my whole adult life. How have I we think never that's the done that one. before? I keep forget. Like I think, okay, next year I will be ready. I will have everything I need. I want it to be the real deal too. I don't want this to be some sort of, some sort oh, of. Oh no, you got to go completely outright. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. want it to be exactly perfect, or I'm not going to do it. I just keep forgetting, man. Halloween sneaks up on me. It does. It sneaks up every year. That's a. a, a I'm the same way. I always think of a million things I want to do, but. I'm but not. what was your favorite costume as a kid? Uh, probably Michael Phelps right now. This is probably my favorite costume I've ever had. You know, we're both dressed as Michael Phelps because you've got the Speedo. You, you're dressed as him swimming. And I've had probably 10 people tell me I look like Michael Phelps. Man, I don't know reason. if that's a compliment. It's like, not. You're a good-looking oh, guy, so oh. I don't know if that's a compliment. I don't take it as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh th- thanks. Well, if Michael Phelps had uh, this kind of physique, then I'd feel good for him. <laughs> um, no, you know, my favorite, I was a, I, you know, like my son this year, we got him a, a police SWAT cop uniform mm-hmm. to wear. And uh, uh, he, he said he didn't want to be a cop now. So he did it for one of the things you go to. And then he goes into this bucket that's got literally seven or eight costumes in it. He's got Iron Man and Storm. He was a stormtrooper today. Stormtrooper and uh, Captain America, Power Rangers, Black Panther, all this crazy stuff he's got in this thing. I was an army man for like four straight years because oh, yeah. I there was no you didn't just have a bunch of costumes sitting around. You you throw on a pair of your your army pants and and an army jacket and you win as an army man with a fake gun, the same fake gun, the only one I ever had. <laughs> My son's so, got thirty of them. So that's your favorite. That's your I, favorite Halloween costume. You Army know, man, besides the Michael Phelps. I was so I was a pregnant nun. My <laughs> sophomore year in high school, we went to a party. I was a pregnant nun before that was a costume you could buy. Oh, so I I would have to say that the pregnant nun was probably my, without a doubt, my favorite. So regular nun with a pillow under your shirt? That's basically what it was. Yep. Okay. Yep, basically what it was. So That's pregnant pretty, nun, I was pretty excited about that one. Pretty good one. Pretty blasphemous, but yeah. pretty good. What pretty was yours? Custom. What was yours again? 
it's between Pee Wee Herman and Teen Wolf. Imagine that. I don't actually make a a make a, a pick. It's got to be between that. two I, things. I it's a tie. So my favorite my favorite Halloween costume of your lifetime mm-hmm. that you've ever been is also a tie. Because you at one point were Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. and at one point you were Icky Woods. Yeah. Both both times, my favorite part, the best pictures in the world with the worst brown face paint all <laughs> over your face and arms. Yes. Hilarious. Let me explain. Icky Woods had, <laughs> Icky, the Icky Woods had eye black too, I think, didn't he? He might have. I think I think when I, you were Icky Woods, you had eye black too. There I, I are old pictures so. that I could find, and, and I, could, I could confirm or deny that, but... Those the, were hilarious. Uh, that yeah, we did do the. I feel the like brown if you paint. did that now, I feel like if you did that now, you might get yourself in a little bit of trouble. I get it's in trouble. Little... That was before we understood what that meant and why it was bad, and, yeah. and that was I had you know I was seven, eight years old or something. I didn't know. Apparently, my parents didn't know um, why that was uh, not such a good idea. But yeah, the idea was that I was Icky Woods. It wasn't any, it was it exactly. Was, I was were, honoring him because he was my eight favorite years football old. Player. It was no big deal. Right. So anyway, that was a. I thought that was always a good one. Um, all right. So now one more thing on Halloween mm-hmm. before we we kick off into the actual sports world. Mm-hmm. Top five favorite candy. What's your What's your top five favorite candy? It's hard for me to get away from chocolate. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. chocolate is like at the top of almost everything. Yep, I'm with you there. I can tell you my top two for sure are Reese's peanut butter. That's my, that's like number <laughs> twenty thousand on the list. Um, <laughs> I would say that uh, Reese's peanut butter cups are my first. Yeah, and Kit Kats are probably second for me. Um, man, rounding out the top five though, ooh, that's tough. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, there are a lot of good candies, but I just I don't know if any of them stick out like definitely yeah, top figures. five. You got like a tie for like you have probably have like an eight way tie for fourth place. You're right. I do. I know. All right. So uh, I'm gonna say number one is gonna be Smarties for me. That's number one, and it's all chocolate from here on out. Number one is Smarties. number one. My number one favorite candy is Smarties, and then you got to go with, um, you know. I, Probably a hundred grand bar, the hundred grand, uh, the fun size. I like to call them. I like to call them. Uh, actually, I don't like to call them. My my father in law was joking around today. Kept calling it a C note. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> so uh, I like the hundred grand bar. That's probably two. Uh, Milk dud would be three. Oh, um, and then I'm gonna have to go Twix Ooh. and Snickers bar. Okay, Twix is probably up there for me Twix. too. I'm just a caramel nut. Yeah. Put caramel in something. The all caramel Milky Way with no nougat. Nougat. How do you say that? Nougat. 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 <laughs> with none of that. That is without a doubt my, that's my favorite Milky Way. I mean, that would be up there, but I'm, I'm going to put that, put Skittles in those tied for sixth. Skittles. I feel like I got to be careful. Gonna, <laughs> can't bend over or do anything too crazy. <laughs> yeah, please be speedo. careful. Uh, man, so if you're listening to this on SoundCloud or iTunes or Apple Podcast, YouTube, well, YouTube would have the video, uh, or uh, CastBox, I apologize. You can't see what's going on now. Once again, I lost a bet, and I am currently in a Speedo doing this entire show, standing up, staring at, staring down at Adam, which is, <laughs> that's the I wasn't part. going to do this the whole time, but now I'm definitely going to stare down at Adam this whole time. Your legs are going to get tired. 
Yeah, probably right. Probably will, but that's all right. All right, so well, feel free to sit down at any point if you would like. Okay. Well, at some point we just might. All right, so let's get into into this World Series because it was a it was not much of a World Series. Uh, I got my uh, my dad. I was so bummed out for him, so he goes to Boston, mm-hmm. right? Just randomly had this trip planned, and he's in Boston during the World Series, um, during the the two games there, though the three games that they're in LA. If they would have won two of those games in L.A., they would have came back and my dad would have been there for the sixth game in Boston. Instead, he flew home today and missed the missed everything, missed the, the, the parade. The parade. Oh, if they would have won, man. if they would have swept in four, he'd have been there for the parade probably the other day. Oh. So poor guy missed it. I feel bad for him, but he did get me the – uh, he did get me the newspaper uh, from the day they won, which was awesome. Got the hat uh, from from there. So props to Dad. Dad, I appreciate it. Mom, thank you. That Auntie, awesome. congratulations on your lobster in Maine. That's the whole reason they went. <laughs> nice. So what did you think about it, man? This dude Pierce comes out of nowhere as the MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the, it, nobody really wanted to hit in this series. Yeah. Well, I mean, they they scored a bunch of runs in a couple of the games. A couple, then other, right. yeah, um, yeah. I mean, game four was nine to six, but it was yeah, that was really. So the the big game was the eighteen inning the 18 game. Inning I mean, that was game, it. Right. I stayed up for the whole eighteen innings. Uh, it was difficult. I I fell asleep for uh, about an inning around the eleventh. Woke back up. Was up for the whole thing. Me and Uncle Paul, we 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 killed it. Stayed up three thirty in the morning. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun, and it was just I. I love that, and I wasn't high scoring, not a ton of runs. Three two. So, but but my thing is, there's two guys. Yavaldi um, could have been the MVP just because of that game, because he literally saved the bullpen, which ended up being the killer for the Red Sox in the end because the Red Sox, their bullpen was drained, gave up a ton of runs at the uh, after their starters came out. Him or David Price. I feel like David Price pitched in three games, lights out. Uh, that guy easily could have been – would have. I would have chosen – I would have picked David Wright. Oliver Pierce had a few home runs, obviously the big mm-hmm. one to put him ahead and then another one later in the game. Right. So, you know, I'm okay with it, but at the same time. Yeah, David Price was two and zero with a one eighty nine ERA, I think, in, in that series. So I agree. He, you know, a lot of times a pitcher a pitcher pitches well in two games, especially a starter. He a lot of times gets the MVP. Steve Pierce, of course, hit three home runs. Uh, the yeah. second Red Sox player to ever hit three home runs in a World Series. Um, Impressive. Carl Yastrzemski, yeah, was the other one. Uh, yeah, so it was. You know, he came up. I mean, big he's a free and, agent. Steve Pierce is a free agent. They immediately signed J.D. Martinez after after the series was over. Smart. Smart pick, obviously. Mm -hmm. They uh, just – I don't know if it was today or yesterday, uh, they picked up sales option, so he's back. So, I mean, they had five or six key guys that were going to be free agents, and they just put two of them on the – I mean, the two best guys, their best pitcher, their best offensive player on immediately. Now, the now you got this Pierce kid who comes out of nowhere. I mean, he had a good season, but he I mean, he's a he's a Boston legend now. Yeah. I feel like you have to sign this guy. Like, you have no choice but to sign this guy to a lifetime Boston contract. Although Johnny Damon, I thought they should have done that with Johnny Damon and he ends up shaving his beard off and going to the Yankees. So, yeah. Pierce may end up with the Yankees and win a World Series with them. Yep. 
Yep, we'll see what happens. But another interesting one, a possible free agent, is Clayton Kershaw now. He had another rough start in the World Series that kind of – he's had some spots here and there in in the postseason where he was good. But overall in his career, that's that's been the story about his his postseason career is he hasn't been that good. And he did have a rough rough outing this last game. Um, It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't great. And uh, so he – he has let's see he has an option he has it's a player has, option yeah he so, can so pick he can it up opt himself. out right or opt out yeah. right yeah and he has until midnight tonight so it's it Wednesday. that was my question is it tonight it's now he's got tonight. till midnight tonight to opt out mm-hmm. so if right. you don't hear anything by midnight then he's still a dodger right which is what i expect to happen yeah i do too i do too but it's interesting that he has that option now you you just came of course they were both losses but you came off back to back world series appearances you're not going to get, you know, especially in the National League. You're that's that's probably your best option there. You know, I mean, if you're him, I'm not going anywhere else. I'm not going anywhere. I'm else going either. to the team that's going to spend the most money, a team that's been there two years in a row. Mm-hmm. You, you, that is 100% your best option. Why would you not? And you know, you're the number one guy. L.A. loves you. The yeah. rest of the country has this postseason thing on you, even though he's been phenomenally better in the postseason over the last two years yeah. than he was in the past. Right. Still, though, uh, L.A. loves Clayton Kershaw. There's no I, – I don't expect him to leave. I think he'll be there. Um, I think he loves being a Dodger. I see him as a Dodger for life. And, okay, and then speaking I, – I do too, and I hope you're right. Second best uh, pitcher in Dodger history probably. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Koufax, I mean, he's right? going to be right there with Koufax by the mm-hmm. time this thing's over. I mean, it's going to be hard to go between the two of them because Clayton Kershaw, literally, if you look at his numbers over to like the last ten years or whatever it is, he is the best pitcher in baseball. Yeah, over the last seven years. Right. Yep. There are a couple others that are that are up there, kind of close, Scherzer and but Sale, maybe. But, but it's but, still him. I mean, yeah, he I'm is with the man in every category. Yeah, I'm with you. I hope he stays in L.A. I hope unless he wants to come to the Reds, but. He's not going to do that. So, so <laughs> if he comes to the Reds, he would be coached by the new manager, which we said we were going to wait till after the World Series to talk about, Mr. David Bell, mm-hmm. sabermetrics guy. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that. That's a that's a that's a fun thing. I like the sabermetrics, and I don't. So you got to be a little mix, old school, new school. And you saw that with Alex Cora. Mm-hmm. Alex Cora made all the right moves, all the right time. Not all of them were by the book. Some of them, some of them were just gut things where he left Yavaldi in forever in that 18 inning game. He brought Price in uh, two day back to back days, which you know normally you wouldn't see happen, especially after he had just started. Uh, so there's there he he was by the book and he was not. I think I hope David Bell is more like that, mm-hmm. uh, fresh face in the in there and and see what we can do. I'm I'm kind of excited about it. You got to be excited about it. There's I, there, yeah. you can't not be. I am too. I don't know how different this team's going to be next year. Although uh, Dick Williams and Bob Castellini have both said pretty adamantly that they are going to go out and get some pitching in the off season. So that'll be interesting. They're they're not going to be in a position to sign whoever the best free agent pitcher is. But but when they say they... go after, are they, is this going to be trades? Is this going to be? I mean, I like to know what they're going to do because they have pieces to trade off. I mean, they, they have do. pieces. Whether it's big guys on the big league club that can be repl- by replaced by these young fielders that are that have hit, that have been good, or getting rid of the young prospects uh, and keeping the guys that yeah. are on the team because obviously their offense isn't the problem. Right. It, we got to find out where our pitching is at, which is what we wanted to find out this year. 
which we also hired. Uh, uh, we just hired today. I understand yep. you were telling me new pitching coach, new pitching coach Derek Johnson, who spent the last three seasons in Milwaukee as the pitching coach. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just don't want any. I don't want any little hairs to start hanging out on either side of these things. I'm just trying to make sure that. Uh, Make sure the speedo covers everything, because this is the low cut speedo. If you, you can't did. tell, <laughs> well, I got I the low, I got, I got I, the low cut speedo. So what I've done is I've I've um, strategically positioned my head behind my microphone so that the microphone is well, like. So what you're sens- saying is I need to move like the sensor bar for me, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Thanks. <laughs> Now it's exactly eye level, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, I I I thought you'd get the bikini wax for this, but no, definitely um, not, definitely okay. not, definitely not, brother. I'm That's a okay. I'm 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 a, I'm a hairy man everywhere except my backside. Okay, it's clean as a whistle. I don't know how that happens. I know a lot of guys that are hairy, and yet the backside is the same way. Not me, not the same, not there. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know where you're hairy and where you're not, and I don't know where you got Dave, a pretty good idea now. Well, I do have a pretty good idea, and, and I, um, I, but I don't know um, how hairy David Bell is either. Um, so back to him. Back to David Bell. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? I like this. I'm I'm a sucker for a hometown guy. David Bell is a Cincinnati guy. He went to Moeller, um, GCL guy. So you gotta like that uh, second best. Second best uh, high school baseball program in the state. Uh, <clears throat> sure, I yeah, one hundred percent behind that. I think that that is actually uh, like a fact statistic. It probably is. Elder has I think twelve or thirteen state titles, and I don't know how many Moeller has, but they have a bunch, and they're always Elder's always won really, really at least good. one state title in every decade since the forties. Yes, so, that's uh, correct. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, and uh, Moeller won it in eighty nine with David Bell. There you go. So there you go. So here. Um, so yeah, but David Bell, he's he's still a young guy. He's only forty six years old. That's pretty young for a manager. Um, well, these days I don't know, but forty six is pretty young. Um, he played twelve years in in the majors. He once hit for the cycle. He you know he's been around. He uh he managed a few years in the Reds organization in Double yep. A AA and Triple A. Yep. He's so been he's familiar. Right. He's he's been uh, Mike Matheny's bench coach for a year or two. He's he's uh been a uh, coach. Uh, on the Cub staff for a few years. Last year, he was the uh, farm the farm director, I think. No, what's the term? He was the uh, farm. I don't know. He was like the farm director or whatever for the uh, sure, he, he, Giants. He, he milked the cows and, he and milked fed the, the pigs. Right. He made sure there was grass for the goats to feed. He on did what stuff. he did whatever what they what needed to be done. <laughs> so anyway, he's got in uh you know in in he's still young and he's got actually quite a bit of coaching experience in in the minor leagues and the major leagues already. So this is his first actual major league manager job. Um, but I feel like he's he was coveted. He was a finalist for the Toronto job. Yep. He he interviewed I think with Texas. I want to say so. I think he's a he's pretty been around guy. for. I mean, he's been around for a long time too. Yeah. And he's he's. St- I mean, for as long as he's been around, he's still a young guy. Mm-hmm. He's a younger guy. He's been around for a while. He's got a lot of. I mean, he's from a baseball family. Yeah. He's a baseball guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this goes. I'm I'm excited. I think if you're a Reds fan, you have to be excited to get into this. Uh, I, I don't have Facebook on right now because I don't want to see what all the uh, the Facebook Live get people are saying about my speedo. But I'm I'll sure I'm you. sure there's some things out there talking about David Bell. And normally, when something like this comes up, there's people saying they don't like him for certain reasons, this reason, that reason. If you're a Reds fan, you've got to be excited about this. 
right? I mean, this you, you can't immediately talk down about it. They went, they did their due diligence, they 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 interviewed multiple people, had quite a few. You got a smile on your face. They, <laughs> I'm starting to read what these people are commenting about on yeah, Facebook. I purposely am it. not for not <laughs> looking at that. Uh, but but he they they did what they needed to do. They went out. They got the guy they think was right. Yeah. You gotta be happy about that. You gotta think this is all right. This is a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You're not hiring your your pitching coach. You're not hiring your bench coach. You're right. you're going out and and really making an effort to find that next guy to take us to that next level to get us back into the playoff hunt, which honestly isn't going to be next year. It's two. We're two minimum two years away. Totally agree. Um, unless we sign three starting pitchers. And that's the other thing is, is Castellini said the payroll next year is going to be way up from, from what it is. You know, so if that, that that tells me if that's true, if he adds a lot more money to spend there, you know, then maybe they'll go after something. Then free agency is going to be where they, where they make a move. And they, like you said, you're totally right. I think that, that they have some pieces to, to trade if they want to make a trade, but they could do a combination of that. They could make a trade for a decent, you know, they, they're not going to get a number one starter from anybody, honestly. They're not going to do that. If you can get a two or three, that's you're in pretty good shape then for the Reds. And, and if you can do that through a trade and you can get like maybe a number two and a number three or a two and a four or a three and a four or something like that where they're decent, decent starting pitchers um, that are maybe a little bit proven. You don't have to be like a 10-year veteran or anything. Sure. But, Guys who who you know have pitched well in the majors before, if you can get that, then that's that's another big step in the right direction. You have your manager, you have your new pitching coach, you have who are both younger, really hot commodities in baseball circles, and then you add a, another pitcher or two. I still think it's a possibility. You're going to hate this that they might they might sign Matt Harvey again, who wouldn't be a terrible four or five. Well, wouldn't I, be a terrible four. Or five. I guess I don't. Well, he wouldn't be a terrible four or five, but you know, you know that we don't have a one, two, or three to go ahead of him right now. So I don't think he'd be good because that then he puts him into that one or two role or possibly three to where you become the veteran on the team, and that's not the veteran presence I want. I I don't want that guy leading my rotation. No. So if you're guaranteeing me that he's four or five, okay, maybe I'm all right with that. But I don't. Don't don't sign him saying this guy could potentially be a great four or five, and then not do anything else and end up with him at the top of your rotation. Then we're just right back to where we were last year. Yeah, I I get it. And but you might I mean you know, it really your one is just whoever pitches the best. I mean it's not necessarily sure you're gonna have Castillo your opening, has to be one or two. You're gonna have your opening day starter. Yeah, and if Castillo gets gets everything figured out, he was incredible for a month terrible for a month incredible for a month terrible for a month but the way games go i know you know whatever your number but normally normally teams are playing the same amount of games and things are rotating the same way your top and usually your top one or two guys are always going to line up you don't so yeah i understand that your number one is whoever's pitching best at the time but you want your best pitcher to be pitching best at the time so you want him to be your number one you need well you don't want harvey to be your number one but you need a one or two. You got, you got to have somebody. Look at all the teams that that went to the that were in the playoffs in the end. Take out the Brewers, who I was going to say did it with an, a phenomenal bullpen, the mm-hmm. best bullpen in baseball. Yeah, uh, but take them out. Thank you, Derek Johnson, pitching coach. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> so maybe we got something there. Right. But uh, I mean, everybody had 
you know, very good starting pitching. Uh, the Red Sox the were knocked part. for it. But, I mean, they got Chris Sale, and David Price was still very, very, very good. In the postseason, yes. Yes. He sure. struggled a little bit going into the playoffs, he honestly. Did. But, but he found something in the bullpen. He found something in the bullpen. We won't he tell anybody what, what it, it is, but he found something in the bullpen. Well, whatever it was, I hope the Reds pitchers find, like, 20 of them next year. I hear you. I hear you. Well, we'll see how it goes. It'll be it'll be interesting. Uh, I'm excited to see how the how the off season goes. Hot stove will be fun. We'll get to talk a lot about it here because um, you know we'll get into some Bengals and stuff like that. But but for, but but we will definitely continue with some red stuff. Free agents can start signing on Friday, by the way. Nice. So nice. We'll, oh, we'll find some speaking stuff. Speaking of Friday, what do you think about horse racing? I have you ever been to the horse track? I have. I've you been have. to Keeneland before. Been to Keeneland? Wow. Mm-hmm. So the uh, for the other I know, place, not that's my pretty style, impressive, right? right? That's not my style. Keeneland's impressive. I'm gonna go I'm gonna be I will be in church at Churchill Downs on Friday. Is that so? For the Breeders' Cup. Oh. I that's am, a big deal. Dude, I don't know I much about horse racing, but I know that's a big excited deal. Excited about this. this. I mean it's like number two only to uh to to the run for the roses. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh what's that called again? The I don't remember what it's called, but come on. Yeah, the big one. Yeah. The big race. The big race. The big race. That's what I call it because it's uh, trademarked, so I don't want to be charged. Gotcha. Um, so I just call gotcha. it the big race, kind of like they do with the super – I mean, the big game. Uh, the, the big, big, football, the big game. football game at the end of the year. Yeah. So the big race, yeah. Oh, congratulations, though. That's that's nice. Yeah, I'm not I'm a horse racing excited. guy at all, but – Kentucky Derby. That's pretty – Kentucky Derby. That's <laughs> – see, I I tried to save so you. So anyway, I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited about it. Um, so for Friday, so free agents will sign, and I will be tweeting about it while I'm watching the races, uh, watching the horses, watching the ponies. There you go. All You're right. gonna place a few bets, huh? Oh, <laughs> that's a dumb question. That is a dumb question. <laughs> of course, I'll be placing bets. Uh, so let's get it before we get into our bet placing. Mm-hmm. What do you got going on these days, man? Let's do a little swipe right, swipe left. One of my favorite segments. If you ever go let's into, uh, if you ever listen back on SoundCloud or or Apple uh, Podcast, Tunes, whatever it is. Check it out, uh, episode eight. You'll hear Adam and his dating sites. And uh, we will, and that kind of is the premise for why we do this now. Swipe left, swipe right. Adam, I'm going to start it off. Okay. Lakers make the playoffs. Swipe right. Oh, wow. Okay. Swipe right. You know I'm swiping right because it's the king and I refuse to, to believe he's dead until he's dead. Uh, the streak goes on. LeBron keeps going to me. But I'm going to tell you what. Struggles right now. Big time. They are. They are struggling. We'll get into that uh, in just a little bit. Um, but for, for now, we both swipe right, even knowing, knowing the way they know. started yes. out. Right. Um, okay. So my first one, dressing up for Halloween as an adult. As an adult uh, for to go trick-or-treating or to go to a – Halloween party, like an adult party on the weekend. Let's say to go trick or treating. Uh, big time swipe left. That's weird. <laughs> All right, so but oh, but <laughs> but you're but you're swiping right on a Halloween party though. On dressing oh up yeah, Halloween definitely. I mean, I'm dressing up for a Halloween podcast right now. I'm Michael <laughs> you Phelps. Sure are. <laughs> so you sure are. all right. So today, uh, I took a couple customers out for lunch. Today, we went to um, a famous wing joint. Uh, so uh, at the wing joint um, that we went to. Does it have anything to do with owls? Yeah, it's Hooters. Uh, <laughs> so we went to Hooters, and we're sitting there, 
And in the booth next to us are two grown, um, and when I say grown men, I'm not talking like 35, 40. I'm talking mid-50s, <laughs> maybe early 60s. Grown men, one full cape, face, body, gloves of a devil. He's a devil. The other one, teeth, cape. Uh, he had all of the jewelry on, vampire. Like, he, legit. They were just there hanging out at lunchtime on Halloween, fully dressed up. Like, better than I dress my kids up. That's that's incredibly weird. Incredibly weird to me. So, yes, dressing up for Halloween as a grown-up, swipe left. Big swipe left for me. I am not into Halloween at all. I, I love it. I can't it. imagine that. That that's I, completely yeah, surprises I, me. I think it's the dumbest thing on the planet, but... I do enjoy going over to uh, my brother's house to see my niece and nephew. They're really cute at Halloween. That's I, the only thing I like about it. The only thing. There are a bunch the of cute giving kids away with candy, some... the getting candy, the the kids dressing up all cute and looking. My favorite is giving candy out and talking to every single trick or treater. <laughs> I, I can't imagine. Love it. Love it. I love can't talking imagine. to them about their costumes. They get so excited. It's it's fun, man. It's fun for the kids. I love I love it. I love Halloween. Let me let me give you a little piece of advice. If you if you do that, a lot of people dress up to give candy out. No, not happening. That's kind of dumb no, too. No, not happening. But if you ever do that, and that's good. If you ever do that, not this costume. No, this might be the wrong one. That might be the wrong one I to pass out candy and have conversations with. With look, it's really good. Look, get down on their level. Hey, I'm Michael <laughs> Phelps in a speedo. Yeah, real good squat. Hi, I have I'm, my have low great look. My with low that. my low cut speedo on. What are you? <laughs> we have some pretty some pretty funny comments on Facebook Live about this. My my sister got on, and she said, Adam is so uncomfortable right now, and it oh makes me gosh. so happy. It's so great. His hands on his legs are just moving back I, they're and forth. Always, but they're always oh, like Oh, this is more than normal. This is definitely more normal. Okay. Like, it'd be like I me don't know over there with, my, with my knees bouncing. I'd be going <laughs> flying around like I was about to be Fred Flintstone trying to break a world record. All right. My hands are... Ah, get out of here. Anyway... So what were we at? Swipe left, swipe right. Yeah. Um. Oh man. That, I have two more. Okay, go ahead. Go to, ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Because I had a bunch of them. I just didn't write them down. Scary movies. Oh, swipe left. I hate scary movies. Thank you. you. Wanna, so we're gonna do. We're gonna start a new segment today. It's called Get Off My Lawn, mm-hmm. which basically is one of us is gonna go off about something that we can't stand. That's what yeah. this segment Old is gonna style. be. Old man style. Um. At one point in time, I want to come back to because today we're going to let Adam take that. At one point in time, I want to come back to this. Okay. Because scary movies, thrillers, whatever you want to call them, I can't stand. I love movies where you got to think about what's going on. Saul, I like that. That's cool because you got to you got to stay with it. There's a plot and it's always turning and moving. I like that. I don't like. But it's a scary movie. I don't like people jumping out at me. I hate that more than any. I, I don't like to be startled. That's what I tell people. I'm not scared. I'm just startled. I don't like to be startled. That's a great way to put it, and I couldn't I couldn't agree more. It's I, I easily swipe left for me. I can't stand scary movies. Can't stand haunted houses. By the way, oh same way. I that. stand at the corner of a haunted house, and I'm like, I know it's coming. I know it's coming, and I'm still gonna jump. Not because I'm scared, because a grown man's jumping out at me. What are you gonna do? Because I can't see him, and he's dressed up as something weird, and he jumps out at me when I don't know. 
Yeah. When I'm watching it, when I'm watching one of these movies, my we my my wife thinks it's hilarious. My brother and sister in law think it's hilarious because they love watching these movies. I hate it. And the whole time I'm sitting there and I, I'm that guy that's talking to the TV. This is stupid. What are you doing? That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Why yeah. are you going over there? What's there? Literally, you just heard that noise. Yeah. Get away. Go so call the cops. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. It's so so ridiculous. I oh, can't stand it. Scary right. movies are. So the I'm not going to get into all that because I'm going to take it. I'm going to do. So anyway, there you go. What's your last one? Saving the best candy for last. Uh, eating or handing out. Eating. When you go trick or treating, no. went trick or treating. Swipe left. Swipe left. You eat the best candy first. Oh, I go right at it because I'm not going to eat the bad candy. So I just. Uh, somebody else can have it, or I'll leave it but, for the but next year. But there will year, be put there will the be candy to other kids. You already said you have a top five. You have an order, mm-hmm. so there's some candy that you're going to eat before other candy that no. you're going to eat. Nope. I look down in that bag, and there's five or six different ones. I'm feeling at that moment in time. Bam! Snatch. If it's sitting in front of me, that's the one I grab. I don't care if it's one, two, or three. But okay. if whatever it's you're like feeling in the 18, moment, eighteen, nineteen, or twenty on my list, mm-hmm. that's going to be being handed out to somebody next year. I got you. I got you. Next year. That's good. That's No, I don't do that. I'm just kidding. No, hey, look. I don't. I Halloween don't do that. candy has a long shelf life, okay? That's it's I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. That's that's it for me for swipe left, swipe right. All Halloween right. edition. All right. So uh in that case, Halloween edition, congratulations if you're watching just caught on the Facebook Live, which hopefully nobody's watching this at this point in time. Uh I did lose a bet. Um, uh, and I'm in Michael Phelps speedo right now. Uh, actually, it's an American flag speedo. I just call it Michael Phelps because he's the only swimmer that I actually know. So, um, I could, this could be, what was the Spitz guy? Mark Spitz. I'm, Mark I'm Spitz. in a Mark Spitz speedo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Mark Spitz, you know, he, the hair was all there back in the seventies. So yeah, he was I feel a like I'm a, much closer to a Mark Spitz speedo than I am. A, I'm going to start calling it that. It's hard to say though. Mark Spitz. Mark Spitz. Um, all right, so so let's hey, go. To, so, you know who Ra- Rajon Rondo's favorite? I'm sorry to interrupt. You know who Rajon Rondo's favorite swimmer of all Mark time is? Mark Spitz. All right, continue. Well played, well played. All right, uh, so let's get into the Bengals. So the Bengals have a bye this week. Uh, they did what they needed to do. They came out. They won the game last week. Uh, they didn't do it in any kind of special fashion because they were. Winning by a lot, thanks to a lot of four interceptions, I believe, by Jameis mm-hmm. Winston. Yep. Um, Jameis Winston was our best offense yes. last week. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick came in and brought them back to damn near winning the game. Mm-hmm. So he's obviously back in the driver's seat over there. However, the Reds still – the Reds. The Bengals still got the win <laughs> going into the bye, which they much needed. I mean, this team is devastated by injury right now. Yeah. And I think that's a big – a big reason why their defense is not as good as they are right now. They've got some, they've got a lot of injuries in the secondary. I still don't understand why they can't get a pass rush. I mean, Lawson's not that big of a loss. I mean, he's a big loss, but he's not the biggest loss. We still have Dunlap and Atkins and and Johnson and and uh, there's plenty of other guys in there that can that can do what they need to do. So uh, this is a big week. Uh, we'll have Price back on the offensive line when we come back. Uh, in two weeks, which is going to be huge. Uh, Gio Bernard, I'm not sure if he's going to be back, but I know that he's out he's practicing. Close. Yep. So he's going to be closer, one week closer to getting back if he's not back that week. To when we, we'll, we'll, actually have, we'll actually have a running back back there. You know what I mean? I mean, we'll have two running backs to go through. I, I, I believe Joe Mixon, uh, he's starting to see the ball more. 
So hopefully that keeps going. And and I, I think the Bengals are going to be okay. They need this bye week. Couldn't have came at a better time. Actually, two weeks ago would have been a better time, but I'll take yeah. it now. Yeah, that's fair. Um, it you know they it was it was an exciting game. It wasn't a good game to watch as a Bengals fan, but it was an exciting game because Randy Bullock made the forty-four yard field goal at the you know yeah it's a blast. Inspired. And there was a guy that, Randy Bullock has been getting more crap from Bengals fans than anybody in the world, and he's actually a pretty good kicker. Yeah, he's I, not bad. He missed, if I'm not mistaken, he missed an extra point earlier in the game. He did, but um, at that point they were up they were up twenty-seven to nine at halftime. You know, it seemed like they should have at least cruised to a win and and they didn't you just explain the whole thing um the defense was horrible yeah the defense was horrible except for the interception touchdown that they got because the and which they needed because the offense was so bad in the second half um i think i think um joe mixon had 123 yards i want to say rushing 114 at halftime wow 114 at halftime um that's so, it, that's impressive yeah in, in the that. yeah the uh but but that's that's the thing. It kind of tells the story about how bad the offense was, and I guess maybe part of it was because they got away from the running game. They also didn't have the ball as much in the second half because they couldn't convert on third down. They um they didn't score a touchdown. They didn't score any points at all in the second half until that last second field goal. Um, it was as bad as we've talked about the the defense has been. And by the way, they gave up 570 some 579 yards or something like that in that game. They are on pace to set an NFL record for most yards allowed. How crazy is that? The defense was supposed to be the best part of this team. I can't wait to ask Andre Edwards about this defense next week. It doesn't make any sense. I don't. I, don't I know. Understand. I know injuries, but there's got to be more to it. I'm not smart enough to know about all that stuff. I'm going to ask Andre next week. Um, Speaking of Andre Edwards, LockedOnBengals.com uh, writer. Bengals insider, uh, family, cousin, somehow twice removed some way to us. Uh, we love him. He's he's awesome. He knows his stuff. He'll be back with us next week to recap the first half of the season. Uh, he'll have a new piece out by then mm-hmm. on LockedOnBengals.com, so definitely check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, his Twitter handle is? At AndreEdwards06. I think that's I right. I believe that's right. That's good. I think that's right. Uh, if not. Uh, we'll correct we'll, it. We'll I correct promise it, we'll correct uh, it. Somewhere. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that'll be good. So, we'll see what happens. It'll, it'll be interesting to see. Next week's going to be a lot of Bengals talk. We're, we'll keep mm-hmm. him on for a while. So, let's get into our picks. And first off, how did we do last week? Okay. So, so I was uh, I was 2-1. 2-1. and one. Two and one. Ugh. Did I drop an Ofer? You dropped an Ofer. You were over 3. Ofer 3. I'm terrible at this. All right. All right. So, so, on, so the, on the season now, 10 and 11. Six and fifteen. Somebody tell us what our bet is got to be for this because he's currently kicking my rear end right now. I'm mm-hmm. getting beat pretty bad, so it's uh, barely covered rear end right now. I mean, yeah, no, no, no. It's covered pretty well. Covered pretty Backside's well. Backside's covered pretty okay. well. Front I mean, side's not, not gonna... covered very well. <laughs> Backside's covered very well. Uh, I'm not gonna look close. I don't that, blame so. you. So yeah, let's uh, let's let's get into this week's picks then. Okay, you go first. I want you to go first. Okay. Because so, I've got a strategy this week. Oh, I do. Okay, okay, good. Um, all right. Uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh is a three-point underdog at Baltimore. Okay, yep. I'm taking Pittsburgh. Taking okay. Pittsburgh with those three points. Um, Tampa Bay is at Carolina. Carolina is a six and a half point favorite. Usually, that's too big for me. I'm taking Carolina with those six and a half points. 
So okay. give me okay. Carolina there. Kansas City's at Cleveland. Here's another big spread, eight and a half. Wow. I'm going to take Kansas City to cover that. Uh, I, I don't blame you. All right, so here's my three picks, the exact opposite of yours. Oh. Yeah, this is my strategy for this week. Well, that's going to be easy to write down then. Okay, yep. good. I'm going the exact opposite of yours because I actually, and I'm listening to those, and I'm like, man, I would have took all three of those. But I have to, I got to make up some room, man. I got to make, I got to make, no, no, this is a, this is a strategic move. Okay. I need to make up some ground. Uh, I am going to go with the complete opposite of the three picks you just made. Hope you go over. I go three for, and I uh, get myself back into the game a little bit here. I just wrote, I wrote all my picks down beforehand. For you, I wrote opposite. Perfect. Opposites attract. Hopefully it attracts some wins for you. I doubt it because all three of those were very good picks. <laughs> and I guarantee you that the spreads you just read to me right now will not be anywhere near that on Sunday, which I'll probably not t- take any of the, I'll probably take what I am taking, the opposite of you, but because the spreads will be much closer and better gotcha. on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we don't bet on Sunday. We're so doing this on Wednesday. We're doing it on Wednesday. All right. Did you see? Oh, I wanted to bring this up to you. Mm-hmm. So I saw this cool thing. So I love when kids when kids are in the stands at games. I love interaction. Me and you were at the Cintas Center one year, and it was uh, LeBron James, James Posey, uh, assistant coach for for the Cavs for years. And I think he's still. Well, I don't know if he still is after Tyron Lue got fired, but um, he he's a Xavier alum, uh, one of the top probably four players in Xavier history. The guy's unbelievable, and uh, as an assistant coach for the Cavs, he brought the Cavs into the Centos Center for an exhibition game a few years back. And LeBron James, as he's waiting to come in at the at the time uh, the time clock there, um, turns around. Kids are talking to him, and he takes this kid's phone, leans back into the stands, and takes a selfie with the kid and other kids. Coolest thing I've ever seen. I love stuff like that. Uh, um, uh, the, anyway, Alex Ovechkin the other day, cool thing I saw. He, uh, he he's walking by. There's there's a kid in a wheelchair, and everybody's you know giving the kid a five as they're going into the dugout. The dugout into the clubhouse. <laughs> the dugout. It's a it's an igloo. The dugout's an igloo in <laughs> hockey. Anyway, hey, he's like going that. in there. He gives the kid a, he gives the kid a hockey stick. Man, it's pretty cool. You know what? It is cool. Get off my lawn. It is. <laughs> It is cool. I like the sounder. Thank you. It is cool. What's not cool to me is that people were shouting this this thing out. We're posting this video on Twitter and just saying legend or Alex Ovechkin is such a legend for this. Hold on. Alex Ovechkin is a legend because he's, a, he's an all-time great hockey player. He's not. That, you had to you, think about. Is that what that is? You had to think about that. He's a hockey is he skater, a hockey, a hockey player. It's like a bowling hitter. Am I a bowling player? Do you play bowling? No, Do you're you a just bowler. bowl. See, I, I like to say play bowl. I like an, to play bowling. <laughs> no, you don't. One hundred percent. Let's go play some bowling. Okay. Well, Alex Ovechkin is an all-time great hockeyer, and uh, he. But that's why he's a legend. He's not a legend for giving this kid a stick. That happens after every single NBA game. <laughs> you quit calling people a le- Oh my gosh, there are those kinds of things. Legend and goat are, are two things that drive me insane. So overused on social media. Every 
Nick Young can make a step back three and someone posts the video and says, goat, that means greatest of all time. He's not the greatest of all time at anything. He's never been the greatest of all time in a minute, in a matter of seconds. Oh my gosh. Alex Ovechkin is not a legend for giving a kid his hockey stick. He probably has 70,000 hockey sticks because he makes $10 trillion. It doesn't, that's not, that doesn't make him a legend. It's a great move, a very nice gesture. He's not a legend. Holy cow. Get off my lawn. Oh, the newest segment to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. Get off my lawn. Thank you, Adam. You're welcome. So we now have that we're, another new. Now that we're done with, well, now that we're done with, I'm going to let you introduce it, but I would just like to say it like this. Now that we're done with Alex Ovechkin, the legend. We have another new segment <laughs> that we are debuting this week. Now, for the last, I don't know, several years now, a big thing in the NBA is having a big three. Everybody gotta ha- calls you got to have three. the big three unless That's- you're LeBron James. You got to have, and, and he did in Miami. That was he the did. thing. So what did it start with? It started with the Celtics, right? I mean, is that basically, wasn't really. The big- I mean, you could talk about or go back to the Lakers, the I guess, Lakers. of of, of the, the big Showtime four. Lakers. Really? Well, no, that I mean, yeah, they did too. But who the, was the big four? When- the big four were Shaq, Kobe, Gary Payton, and Carl Malone. Yeah, one but Carl Malone and Gary Payton at that they time were at the end of were, their careers. I know it. were were not washed up. They were older. I, I wouldn't say big four in that case. And they lost. You in the can finals give it to maybe Detroit. with Carl Malone on that, but I, Gary Payton at that point in time was a step behind and. I don't know that he's ever stepped behind, but anyway. But four Hall of Famers, four Hall of Famers, right? So, but for, but that big three is a big. Yeah. It's a big big thing you hear all the time. You had and the Celtics the with Celtics yeah. with Garnett, Garnett and Pierce, Allen, right. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you had you had the Heat with LeBron, Wade, and Bosh. Mm-hmm. Bosh. You got. <laughs> Bosh. Uh, you have uh, currently. You have you have um, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. Uh, I mean it. it that's becoming the trend, right? It is, yes. It's Yeah, it's been for a while. So our new segment is called The Big Three, which will be three things that stick out to us about the NBA. So it's The big three stories in the NBA. Because right. uh, we, we understand that we've got some fans out there that, that when the NBA part comes on, boom, kicks off. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody, you know, it gets a little boring for them, whatever. So we're just going to go over the big three stories in the NBA right now. Try to keep it a little interesting. Let's kick it off. Clay Thompson. My man, who is the third of the big three on that team, mm-hmm. he might be the most important person on – no, I take that back. I, I, I can't say that. He's I, not. He's not. But I will say, I heard this the other day, he might be the best two-way player in the NBA. That's really tough considering Kawhi Leonard, but he's he's up there. He's one of the – and Jimmy Butler – Jimmy Butler's probably a better two-way player as well. Clay Thompson is a really right. good two-way player. There's no, there aren't a lot of them. No. There there aren't a lot of guys that really guard the best guy on the other team. And and Clay Thompson doesn't always do that, but not because he's too small. It, well, yeah, most of the time the not, best guy on the other team is going to be six eight, six nine. And well, you have Draymond Green, who's been a defensive player of the year. He's going to guard the best guy usually. Um, but anyway, Clay Thompson is a very important piece. He's the second best shooter in the league. He's one of the top five shooters probably of all time already. Mm-hmm. He happens to play with who I consider the best shooter of all time on his team right now. Definitely the best shooter in the NBA right now. 
in Steph Curry. No doubt. But some of these, have you been watching? And real, sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, no, because uh, I, I step over you all the time. No, I step but, over you. <laughs> so, uh, have you lately been watching? Like Sports Center, almost every day has Steph Curry in warm up. Some of the this guy is the most ridiculous shooter I've ever seen in my life. He dribbled the ball, turned around, threw threw a ball up in the air with spin on it, as high as he could throw it, like 70, 80 feet in the air, comes down, bounces off the backboard in the basket. And it was just he was just playing around. Yep. T- these turnaround jumpers from half court and just it's ridiculous. This guy, he is the best shooter in NBA history already. I t- completely agree with that. And yeah, it's except for except for he just lost his three point uh his his most three pointers made in a game just got broken by our number one of the big three, Clay Thompson. Clay Sorry. Thompson. So Clay Thompson's had a few of these games in his career too where he just catches fire and he cannot be st- he can't miss. He cannot no. miss. Clay Thompson in this game touched the ball 52 times in the game. Scored 52, 52 points. points. He touched the ball for a total of 96 seconds. That's what gets me. He he only played 27 minutes in this game. 20 can I want to tell you. Okay. So, in case you guys don't understand what that is, that's three minutes over a half. There's 24 minutes and a half. There's two. There's there's four 12-minute quarters. In 27 minutes, he scored 52 points. And he came out of the game with about five minutes left in the third quarter. If he if it was a close game and some, the starters stayed in there, at some point in time, this team they can put up 200 in regulation. They had 92 at halftime. Yeah. That, 92 at halftime. That was just as incredible, yeah. yeah. And LeBron is still going to beat him in the playoffs. <laughs> Man. Um, we can yeah, go off that. Just skip that. Let's skip that. <laughs> yeah, let's just Sorry. skip that. So, so uh, uh, he had, Clay Thompson, had more three-pointers than the 1982 Lakers with Magic Johnson. <laughs> I love that stat. In that, in one game. He had more three pointers than the whole season for the 1982 Lakers. Now, to which be fair, Magic went 0 and 20. Magic was 0 for 21 that season. He was. He which was, he I'm was pretty sure shooter. that Clay Thompson's gone 0 for 21 in a game before. So <laughs> <laughs> that 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 was like the second or third year of having the three point line in the NBA. Or 79, wasn't it? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, so so guys weren't shooting the ball as much yeah but still it's fun it's fun to talk about that it is fun to talk about you know what else he had so he had 14 three-pointers which broke Steph's record of 13 in a game yep 14 three-pointers is also more more than the amount of dribbles that he took in the he game he made more threes than he dribbled the ball he dribbled the ball 13 times and made 14 threes 52 points 27 minutes. It's not the first time he done, he's done this. Right. Uh, he scored 50, and I wish I would have went back and looked this up. He scored 50-some points in under 30 minutes, which he's the only person. There's only been one other person in the NBA. I'm sorry. In NBA history, twice has someone scored 50 points in less than 30 minutes. Both of them are Clay Thompson. Yeah, <laughs> right. And it was probably that thirty-seven point quarter that he had. It was. It was a thirty-seven point quarter where in thirty, and that was the one. That was what it was in the thirty-seven point quarter. Was it last year? or The year before? 
three dribbles in the quarter. Yeah. 37 points. That's, it's, I can't, I'll tell you, you, if if you don't like the NBA because you think nobody plays defense, you can't defend that. No, you can't. You can't defend that. That's why I like the NBA. I can turn, you can turn a game on and watch, um, uh, uh, What's the word? Uh, I don't know. Amazingness. <laughs> Give me a word. Uh, uh, spectacularness. You can watch a superstar take over a game at any point in time, and that is what I love about the NBA. To watch a uh, somebody who is so good at basketball that they can just turn it on and be that phenomenal. I, I absolutely love it's it. It's the highest level of skill in, in basketball that you'll find. And that's why 100%. it's, that's why it's that's so much fun to watch. Will the three-point line – oh, this should have been a swipe left, swipe right. Will the three-point line ever get pushed back now that threes are being made the way they're being made in the NBA? Because eventually this is – Eventually, this is going to trickle down to to college basketball. I mean, it, it's not there yet. Don't get me wrong. Some teams you do have, it. There are. I mean, the, there was a kid. I, I think last year broke the record for most points in a game. He had something ridiculous, one hundred and twenty or something, twenty five or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something stupid. And it, the game, the next game, he had ten. But it was that that coach told him that day. He was like, "All right, today's your day." You get hot, make your first four. You're, you're, you're. We're giving you the ball every single time down the court, and that's what they did. They ran down. He threw a three up every single time. Shot it within two so or three seconds. That's yeah. obviously not ever going to happen. But, but at some point in time, this is going to trickle down to college. Mm-hmm. So, uh, college eventually is going to have to move that three point line to that NBA marker. I think that's going to happen. I think in the next ten years that happens. Because this is going to get nothing. The three point, the three pointer is going to become bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger as the shooters continue. Steph and Clay are in the game. As long as they continue to do that, poor Adam gets so freaked out. With I've my, been watching it the whole time. <laughs> my cup. I almost spill my cup every week. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah. So will the NBA three point line ever get moved back? You think? I I I, I mean I can see a scenario where it does. Just like you said, because the college line is probably going to get moved back because three-pointers are going to become more prominent in, in college as well. There are going to be more coaches, more coaches you know, that get into analytics and, and that kind of stuff. Two-for-ones on the shot clocks and all this yep. stuff come down and it, at the end of halves. You don't see that in, in college basketball n- nearly like you do in the NBA. Right. So yeah, um, I, I can see that happening. I can see the, the line getting moved back a little bit. Maybe a four-point line comes into play at some point or something. Um, I can't. I can't see him adding that. I don't no. see that happening. There's a. There's a. A league. <laughs> there's like a semi-professional league that um, has a four-pointer, and that's just you make a shot beyond is half that, court. It's four points. Is that the Kentucky? The, the enforcers? It's, Wasn't it's, that in the enforcers the, league? The, the ABA. The ABA. The, the yeah. now ABA, which is nothing like the. Right. Actually, it's kind of like the old ABA. Only in only because names and the color of the ball that they use, but and the fact that teams drop, come and come and go, pretty. It was it was it was very much <laughs> more put together in the seventies than it is now. But but there's still a lot of really good players in the ABA now. I mean, there's there a are. lot of really good ex college players, mm-hmm. uh, in guys the who ABA have played professionally now. overseas, professionally had overseas. Exactly. tryouts with, yeah, all, you know, just barely. If you, didn't if make you a roster ever get NBA. a chance. Check out a Kentucky Enforcers game. I, I know that the ABA is struggling right now, but I'm telling you right now, the, I don't know if they're struggling or not. You you could. T- I think any well, any any league that tries to become a professional league 
is going to have a struggle to start. So get down and watch them. They play at NKU still, or, where, or they practice at NKU. They're going to be not yet. They're uh, they're they're finalizing finalizing a deal with their with their new um, what's the word. Uh, venue, 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 venue. Okay, venue. okay, okay. Venue. Finalizing, finalizing their new venue. Well, when that comes um, out, Adam will let us know. I will. I will. He's and, no longer with the enforcers, but still right. very close to them. And they are they are actually moving to a new league because, like you said, the ABA has its issues. Um, every league does. The NBA does, mm-hmm. but the ABA has its issues. The the enforcers are making a what I think is a great business decision and um, moving to a new league. Um, so uh, a league that's a lot more uh, competitive. It's more competitive. It's more. It's it's more organized. That's a big. That's it's the just, biggest thing. I mean, it is. it's the biggest thing. Organization. Anyway, uh, all right. Okay. So, uh, so so let's move on to the next big thing because we're 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 over an hour now. So let's hit these these next two of the big three back to back here. So you got. I'm looking at the wrong notebook. I got eight <laughs> notebooks up here. Uh, let's talk about these Lakers. One win. They're one. What are they? One and six right now. Well, they're two and five now. Oh, okay. They are okay. two and five now. Um, they. So the thing that I didn't realize until I really looked at it. They started out this season with a really tough schedule. They they've really played some really tough games. Sure. sure. Um they they haven't played great. They're giving up 122 points a game. Now, scoring is up all over the league right now, way way up. They're they're actually giving up 122 a game and they're scoring 122 a game right now. So, um but they just haven't been able to put together enough, you know, wins. They haven't been able to figure out how to win games. Their their losses are to good teams and they're pretty close losses. They're in games. They're in the game, and I'm going to tell you that is why I still swipe right to the Lakers in the playoffs because this is a brand new team, all put together now. They've I mean they've got they got a core that came back from last year, but they're not the main starting core. They're not these main guys that are out on the court more often than not. Uh, so when you got a guy like LeBron James, he changes your entire team. Yes, I mean, there's you you can't there's nobody else that you that you in the league that you could be playing with at one point in time and then go play with LeBron and it'd be kind of similar. It's that he is completely different playing with than anybody. That being said, he's gonna make people better. Um in the end. I think right now it's hard to figure out once you get your once you figure out where your role is with him. He's gonna make it. He he'll he, he's gonna find you. He's gonna do what he needs to do, but it's a process, man. It's we've seen this with every LeBron team when he came back to the to Cleveland from Miami. When he went to Miami from Cleveland, um, it, it's 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 a process. It's yes, a it process. Yes, it's it gonna is. happen. There's a lot of young talent on that team, and some old guys too. But there's a lot of young talent on that team. I'm excited to see. I, I I'm I'm still I'm okay. I'm not I'm not. Freaking out yet? LeBron said, "You don't want to be around me when I'm." What did he say? Uh, when uh, I lose my patience. When I lose I mean, my patience. Yeah, yeah, he said, "Are you losing your patience?" He said, "I'm not losing it yet." He said, "How will we know?" He goes, "You won't want to be around me when I lose my patience." <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds like the Incredible Hulk. You won't like me when I'm angry. Um, He's kind of like the Incredible Hulk. Kind of, except he doesn't really have the 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 temper thing. I mean, he hey, just take the temper he out. Really have that, uh, he just kind of whines sometimes. Yeah, he gets whiny. He does. I tell you what, <laughs> I got this speedo on, and I you know felt I felt the rear end a couple of times. Feels pretty good in this thing, man. Yeah, yeah. You like it? Yeah. You want you want to grab it? You want to take uh, a pat I, on? I pat think on the I'm all, I think I'm all set for right now. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I appreciate the offer. All right. 
up. Sounds good. <laughs> but yeah, so I should have done. I should have done this entire show like Captain Morgan with my foot up on this oh, chair. Which thank you, microphone. Thank you, microphone, <laughs> for being my my uh, block. That's so great. Um, oh, and I'm sorry for you guys who got a full view of it. Uh, so if you're watching on Facebook Live so or on YouTube. Anyway, all right. So, 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 real quick, what do you think about these Lakers? We got we got about ten minutes left. So it's uh, the, I, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. It's it's the beginning of the season, brand new team. They've got to figure out the right guys to get. JaVale McGee's playing a ton of minutes and actually playing pretty well right now. But he's he's playing a lot of minutes right now. I don't think it's going to last. Him playing well as well as he is and playing as many minutes, I don't think that's going to last all year. Javel McGee's not a bad player. No, though. he's not. He gets he gets made fun of a lot because he does stupid things. Yeah. But that's that's you know maybe three percent of the time he does something stupid. Ninety seven percent of the time he does his job, which mm-hmm. is cleaning the boards up, defending the paint, and you know and and scoring six to ten twelve points a game. And I think it's I think it's best if they use him if they end up using him like Golden State did where he comes in for, you know, he might play 12 minutes a game. But that's what he does. For 12 minutes, he does a good job of defending, you know, protecting the rim, yeah. rebounding, uh, you know, being a passing the ball, you know, offensive rebounds. You put him in with LeBron, Kuzma, um uh Lonzo, and you know another young scorer, Ingram. Uh, Ing- perfect, Brandon Ingram. Who ah, I'm still irritated with him, but I it's o- it's okay. Uh, and Brandon Ingram, and then put Javale McGee in there to where those guys don't have to worry about if somebody beats them off the dribble. They know they got a little help behind them. You know, uh, it's it's that is something that's big, and they know that if they miss a shot, they got a guy down there that can help out on the boards. And it's I think I think Javale McGee's exactly what you said that role player. 12 minutes a game, 15 minutes a game, 10 to 15 minutes, and come in in spurts where they – honestly, it sounds silly, but in I think that he comes in in spurts where they need some offense because they can put more offense out there that's not worried about defense, and they can allow him to take care of the paint, which he's not like – you know, I mean, he's not Dikembe Mutombo. No, he's not a super shot. But blocker. he's seven two and a wingspan of, or well, I think he's seven foot and and a wingspan of, you know, whatever. Uh, red tail hawk. No, that's pretty small, isn't it? I have no idea. How about a, a condor? Is a condor a bird with a large wingspan? I I think so. I've never Sound seen like a it? condor in real life. Is it condor? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, condo is what you live in. Um, it's a, basically an apartment that you pay a mortgage on. Condor is a bird. <laughs> it depends. It depends. It's so funny because there's many different types of condos. You're right. There are. <laughs> there's condos like you owned. <laughs> which was an apartment. Which was an apartment <laughs> that you owned <laughs> yeah. and didn't rent. And then there's condos like we had another member of our family that had a condo, and that was a two-story condo. It was like a like, house. It was that, that was, was just connected to another connected house. to somebody else. It was an <laughs> attached home. <laughs> anyway, all right, all right. So number three, big three, start us off. So the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, that we we were kind of we weren't exactly sure what was going to happen post LeBron, but what happened was a one and six start, and Teron Lou who's been there for three years and, and took them to three NBA finals in his three years there. Total, he gone. Yep, gone. He gone. Fired Sucks after. Sucks to be a, uh, a Cleveland head coach 
these days. Yep. After Hugh Jackson was also fired the very next day in Cleveland, <laughs> the Cleveland Browns. He gone. So, <laughs> Teron Lou, Teron Lou's uh, record was one twenty-eight and eighty-three. All right, pretty good over three years. That's excellent. But he, yeah, but they were the best team or one of the best two or three teams in the East for those years. They had LeBron James. That's why. But you know he did it. He did a good job. He was. I don't know if he was handpicked by LeBron necessarily. That's probably okay. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. The reason he got fired, they needed him to go on a bad streak, and they were waiting for it because the only reason they ever hired him is because it was LeBron's boy, and LeBron wanted him to be the coach. So they did whatever they could do to keep LeBron there, to keep Cleveland in 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 good graces with LeBron, and they hired Teron Lue. I don't blame him. I would have done the exact same thing. LeBron's gone. Sorry, T. Lou. You weren't our guy from the beginning. You were LeBron's guy. LeBron ran our organization, and to be honest, he ran it well. And yeah, you're well. and yeah. he's gone. I mean, for a player. <laughs> he ran it well right. for a player. Sometimes who that... was on the court at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that he was, you know, some great uh, 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 GM and all this stuff like that. No, but for a player running the team, he did a pretty good job. I mean, he did better than you know, uh, 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 like Bill Russell. Or, well, no, Bill Russell won rings too, uh, as he was a player manager. Nine but eleven. Uh, anyway, so so what I'm saying is is. They were just waiting for this, man. Teron Lou was gone. This team's terrible. It is right now, yeah. We both had them in our East, uh, in our preseason uh, playoffs, in the playoffs in the East. Mm -hmm. Could it still happen? Probably not, because now your best player's out for a minimum two weeks. Mm -hmm. Kevin Love's out with a toe injury. Uh, this team's bad. It is. Dude, they are bad. It is bad. They're actually one and zero under Larry Drew now, though. <laughs> uh. The uh, but that's a weird situation too. So Larry Drew is taking over as the interim head coach, and they've already talks about renegotiating his contract as the interim head coach have already kind of stopped. He's the interim head coach right now, but he's negotiating with them to try to figure out what that means, how that's going to be, what that you know, is why that's going to be different. Right. Yeah. Because he wants, uh, he wants to know that he's going to be back after this, and sure. they can't commit to that. So they're like, "How do you coach in that case?" You, yeah, people coach differently when they're comfortable, and they coach differently when they feel like they're coaching for a job. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I don't know which one's better because you can make mistakes both ways. Sure, you can. Now, my question is, Kyrie Irving. I feel like is Kyrie Irving got a good chance of coming back to the Cavs now? Um, now that his uncle Larry Drew is uh, uh, is coaching. <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, <laughs> Am I wrong? Um, I mean, how great a commercials so Uncle or Drew's, movies could Uncle they Drew, have? Uncle Drew's Uncle Larry? That's an old guy right there, boy. <laughs> hey. I mean, I mean, Kyrie Irving's in the movie with Shaq, so yeah, Larry Drew's can't be much older than Shaq, can he? <laughs> He's quite a bit older than Shaq, I think. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I've, I, I can't even picture Larry Drew right now. Larry Drew has has been. If you saw him, you'd be like, "Oh, oh yeah, I've seen that's him a Larry times. Drew." He's he's been a head coach several times in the NBA. I mean, the name sounds familiar, so I guarantee I've seen him. I just yeah. I can't put a I can't put a face to the name. You will as soon as you see the guy on TV or a picture of him or whatever, you will be like, "Oh yeah, that's Larry Drew." Anyway, yeah. um, but the Cavs are are really bad right now. 
Love's out. There's a weird coaching situation going on now with the interim head coach because the head coach just got fired. They're in bad shape. They're one and six. I'm. It's not looking good. It could turn around a little, but not much. Uh, if your best player now is, your best player now is maybe Colin Sexton, your rookie, or uh, J.R. Smith, maybe. I don't know, but. Um, Woo, that's yeah, not good. <laughs> that's pretty rough. Rodney Hood is probably like, up there. I too. like J.R. Smith, but when your best player is the guy who doesn't know what the score is <laughs> in the NBA Finals at the end of a game with seconds left, that's not a good thing, my man. That's like having JaVel McGee as your best player. Mm-hmm. Let's have a guy who is not once, not twice, but three times got a rebound and put it into the opposite team's basket. <laughs> Ah man, kids do that, but golly. <laughs> if you're a professional well, at the if highest level, if you're a level, professional at the highest level and you have rat tails, z, plural. Yeah. Which by the way, you will get to see Javel McGee's rat tails in the worst hair in the NBA contest that the Nosebleed Sportscast is putting on uh eventually. That's the problem. Those rat tails uh poison his brain. They're attached to his brain and they they give off venom into his brain. So, uh anyway, that's it. That's the, that's that's the big three. That's our new segment. So new segment for three. the NBA. It'll probably be at the end while uh, at the end of the show while the while football is going on. Uh, we'll depends prob- on how big the stories are. It it does depend. So so uh, we're now into what do we got now? Three segments that we got here. So we've got swipe left, swipe right. Mm-hmm. We've got the big three. Yep. And we have uh, Get Off off My my Lawn. lawn. I'm pretty excited about this. I feel like we're turning into a real podcast. We'll be on iHeartRadio podcast, I'm hoping, this week. Uh, It it may not be this week. It may not be till next. Uh, Things are in the work. We've got some negotiations with them. Uh, There's some pay and money things. We don't like to get into those kind of details with with you guys. But, you know, there's some. Yeah, it's personal. Uh, There's some things out there in the work. So, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast iTunes, uh, SoundCloud is the big one. Go on uh, Castbox, like, subscribe, definitely subscribe. Um, the we are also on Facebook. Besides our best hair contest, which is coming up uh, this week, you're going to vote between Jeremy Lin and Iman Shumpert. We're going to have another poll put out. We're going to have right now. We have two. There's going to be a third. Our T-shirts are going to have a logo on them. We want you guys to vote on the logo. Check it out. All three of them will be on Facebook. Vote on your favorite. I'll probably put something up on Twitter for me and Adam to share on Twitter with all three of them. And uh, you can you can make your choice, and whatever, whoever, whichever logo wins will be the logo we use. We're going to keep the other two because we're probably going to use them for something else. Sure. But whichever one wins will be on the shirts that we will give out to the people we promised shirts to 25 episodes ago. <laughs> it's going to happen. We promise. Hey, we're th- this is getting closer and closer. Listen, we, we don't have a big budget. You know, like I said, we're still in negotiations with, uh, with iHeartRadio Podcast. So, well, you know, we're still in negotiations. It's not a high budget thing. You know, a lot of this comes out of our pocket. So, you know, you got to give us some time it to get does. these shirts in. <laughs> It's mostly come out of your pocket, let's be honest. No way, man. No, we, we split. We No, that's not true. All right, so uh, next week, LockdownBangles.com writer, Andre Edwards. It will be with us. Catch us then. I'm uh, I'm sick-witted on, on, the, on the tweet box. You catch Adam at? Adam Schmidt 44. Adam Schmidt 44. 
We're the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. Don't forget to turn your headlights on.